This is an MVP podcast, My Village Productions. Welcome to Unsolved America, a show where we explore unsolved mysteries throughout the United States. I'm your host, Tiffany. And I'm your host, Andy, and each week we will throw a dart at the map and wherever it lands is the location of our mystery. This week, I landed on Arkansas. Arkansas. I know, I thought about saying it like that. (laughs) (laughs) What happened in Arkansas? Well, we're going to talk a little bit, get away from murder a little bit, and talk about some monsters. Monsters? Are we talking like the boogeyman? Are we talking cryptids? Like cryptids. Talking cryptids, like werewolves and shit. Well, not werewolves. Okay, okay. But a monster. Ooh. I love talking about cryptids. They're fun. I know. And it's like very mysterious because only certain people <laughs> see them. It's true. I've never seen a cryptid. I don't think I ever want to see a cryptid. I don't think I so think either. that would be terrifying. I mean, I'm four foot eleven and to see like <laughs> a seven foot I mean, everybody's really tall to me, but to see like a hairy, like double my size person thing. Yeah. No, thank you. No. Like a Yeti. Well, in the early 1970s, there's a small town named Folk, Arkansas, and the surrounding area includes Miller County, which has had witnesses describe a large creature covered in long, dark hair. Okay. And the creature is estimated to be roughly seven feet tall with a weight of 250 to 300 pounds. Okay. So it's not, like, big, like, girthy, I guess. (laughs) That's what she said. (laughs) Okay. But, like, I mean, seven feet tall, you would assume somebody is around two to 250 normally. Yeah, yeah. I think 250 to 300 for, like, a seven foot five person is, like, they're pretty slender. Right. I think. I don't know. (laughs) Just visually in my mind. Like, that's a lot of mass, you know? Right. (laughs) Yeah, they're going to be heavier than, like, a normal person. Yeah, but, you know, when I think of, like, a Bigfoot or something, I think of, like, very stocky and tall very stout yeah not stout stout small like just stocky yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so i, I would it. think it'd be more than like 300 pounds but par- like that's like 500 pounds of like pure muscle they like lift up boulders and shit and throw them at people okay they do <laughs> i haven't heard that <laughs> bigfoot like to throw rocks oh did he they do yeah mm, i didn't know that yeah Okay. Facts. Bigfoot's mean. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to crush people. He's just protecting his land. There were even some reports that added that the creature's chest was three feet in width. Almost the size of you. Almost. Off oh. by like almost two feet, but you know. Well, like half of me. <laughs> A little bit more than half. Anyways, <laughs> there are also reports that, that were published in 1980s that suggested the creature was much larger, roughly 10 feet, with an estimated weight of 800 pounds. So there's a really big range. That's like, that's like a really big discrepancy. Right, between 250 and 800. Like, Right. Which one is it? That's like, a, that's... 
That's like a ton. people difference. Right? That's a ton versus like a regular person. And how did you know? Did you weigh him? <laughs> Some accounts of the folk monster suggest that the creature may have also run on its haunches in a slouched position, swinging its arms similar to like a monkey, right? Yeah, that's weird. It sounds like a cryptid, but I'm not going to say its name. The folk monster also was reported to have a terrible odor and have bright red eyes, like the size of a silver dollar. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's pretty, big. That's pretty big. Yeah, that's terrifying. I don't like when like these creatures have like red eyes. Like, why has it got to be demonic? I don't know. I mean, maybe it's because red eyes are demonic. Yeah. But is it like red veiny? Eyes are like actual fully red eyes. I like when they say it, I picture like fully red eyes. Mm. Like where where like ours are like brown, mm-hmm. like that's red. That's terrifying. To that me. is terrifying. That shouldn't happen. Right. The folk monster was given its name by the Texacana Gazette and the Texarkana Daily News journalist, okay. Jim Powell, who often reported on the creature between 71 and 74. Did you say the name? Or are you about to? What? Of the creature? The folk monster. The folk monster is its name? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, because it's in folk. Duh. I was thinking <laughs> like folk, like folk tales. No, F O U K E. Got it. Interesting. So it's the folk monster Mm -hmm. named by the Texarkana journalist. Texarkana. Local legend has it that the creature can be traced back to sightings from like 1946. Interesting. And it was in the region of somewhere called Jonesville. And they in Jonesville, when they started seeing this in the 1940s, they called it the Jonesville monster. So I feel like the name is just following along wherever the creature is. Yeah. Jonesville monster, folk monster. Yeah. Right. But it makes sense. Yeah. Because it's a monster that's terrorizing a town. It is. I don't know about terrorizing. It doesn't sound terrorizing yet. Not yet. It will happen, though. Oh, foreshadowing. Hey. Or your favorite word of the day, fortuitous. I know. I love that word. Despite all these earlier claims of sightings, the name folk monster really stuck with this creature. Okay. And it's still widely used today to describe the sightings of this large ape-like, monkey-like creature. The folk monster made headlines in 1971 when it reportedly attacked the home of Bobby Ford and his wife, Elizabeth, the night of May 1st, 1971. Okay. According to Elizabeth, the creature, which at first she thought was a bear, reached through the screen window while she was sleeping on her couch. Excuse me? Right. Now it's terrorizing. That's, I told you. What are you talking about? It reached through the screen window while she was asleep? On the couch. Asleep? (laughs) Asleep. Watching TV. I don't know what she was doing, but she was asleep. That's wild. No, thank you. Mm Mm-hmm. The creature was subsequently chased away by her husband upon returning from a hunting trip with his brother Don. That man's got big balls. You're gonna right. you're gonna chase a seven foot eight hundred pound monster away, or a seven foot two hundred and fifty pound monster. We don't know which Either. one. Whatever. Either. I bet her husband's not seven foot two hundred and fifty. Doesn't sound like it. When I think of the name, like, Mr. Ford, I think of a short, like, stocky man. Kind of, yeah. I don't know why. Maybe he was feeling all manly because he just got back from hunting. Shortly after midnight on May 2nd, while Mr. Ford was standing on his porch, the creature reportedly returned and grabbed Bobby's shoulder, 
throwing him to the ground. Okay. Mr. Ford managed to crawl free and was later treated at St. Michael Hospital in Texarkana for scratches across his back and a mild case of shock, which okay. I'm not surprised. Like, no. If I'm having a creature throw me to the ground, scratch my back, I'm going to have shock. Oh, absolutely. Could you? Uh, no, absolutely not. <laughs> not for me. <clears throat> I also wouldn't have chased the monster away. Maybe shot at it, but I wouldn't have chased it. Well, so that's what the Fords said. They claimed that during the encounter, they fired several shots at this creature. Okay. And they believed they hit the creature. However, they couldn't find any blood or any trace of blood at all. Oh, that's weird. Mm-hmm. A search of the area also failed to locate the creature, but they did manage to locate several large three-toed footprints close to the house. Three-toed footprints? That's weird. I know. There are also scratch marks on the porch and some damage to the window and the house's siding. So I don't know why this creature was just trying to screw with everything. And For real. Well, okay. Realistically, though, the siding might have been ro- the siding of the house might have been rocks because I've heard so many like stories about cryptids that like, especially like ones like Bigfoot. Right. Where they like to throw rocks at the sides of houses. Yeah, really. I didn't. I've actually never heard that. Yeah. But that's I feel like that's kind of duh. Yeah. Because what else are they going to do? Yeah. There's a lot of rocks out in the woods. Well, absolutely. Yeah. Where they live, like, it's just normal. And especially, like, if they're not used to seeing, like, structures where they live, mm-hmm. like, I feel like that would be a reasonable, like, I'm going to throw something at that. Right. Yeah. I don't know why. But, I don't like, know. I'm thinking their brains probably aren't as evolved as, like, ours. So <laughs> probably it's like, not. <laughs> so it's like, you see something unknown. So you're like, I'm going to throw something at it. Like, see if it moves. Yeah, exactly. No, but, but for real, though, like, <laughs> Because if it, if it doesn't move, then it's safe, right? right. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how Bigfoots think. During the following months after that, they were continued to see... Uh, during the following months sightings, there continued to be reports of this creature okay. by local residents and tourists, including a man named Mr. D. Woods and his wife, Wilma Woods. Love the names. I know. And there was also a lady named Mrs. R. Sedgas who reported seeing an ape crossing Highway 71. Okay. Several footprints were also discovered during this time, and they were being discovered by this soybean field owned by a local gas station. Okay. I don't know why. Yeah. Maybe that he has a car. Maybe he likes soybeans. Right. I don't know. That's true. Food. Yeah. Like berries. Berries and cream. There is. <laughs> you tried to keep a straight face. I saw it. You remember that commercial, right? Mm-hmm. Berries and cream. Berries and cream. <laughs> These prints were scrutinized by a man named Carl Galen who was a game warden, and he was unable to confirm or disprove their authenticity. Okay. Like the footprints found at the Ford residence, these prints seem to indicate that the folk monster only had three toes. Maybe a toe got cut off. I don't know. Maybe he lost a toe to frostbite. (laughs) Maybe. Is Arkansas cold? 
I don't know. Is it? No, it's like pretty far. Yeah. I don't know. Arkansas people, is it cold there? Does it get cold? Do you have a season? These are all legit questions. Does it snow? About a month after the incident at the Ford residence, an archaeologist named Dr. Frank Shambog determined that the tracks were almost certainly a hoax. Mm. And he stated that the tracks could not be from a species of ape or ape man. Okay. Due to the three-toned nature of these tracks. He was saying that all primates and ape-like creatures, both modern and historical, have always had five toes. Okay. In addition, he also cited several other anomalies as part of his conclusion. He noted that the region had no history of primates. Okay. Ruling out the possibility of the creature being any indigenous species also all primates known to be man-like are always active in the daytime and the folk monster appeared to be nocturnal okay that's weird so bigfoot is usually only active during the day yeah that's i mean honestly i haven't researched bigfoot but you're like yeah obviously Get your Bigfoot facts straight. Sightings of the folk monster during the early 70s attracted a lot of interest from both like tourists and hunters. And there was a $1,090 bounty on the creature offered by Little Rock Radio Station. And there were several like people trying to track the creature, including teams with like scent dogs and. Interesting. Right. But no one was able to locate the creature. They're evasive. They are. They know where to hide. Mm-hmm. Also, $1,000 in 1970. I feel like that's... It's a lot of money. Maybe not as, like, $5,000. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like a million dollars, but it's, like, it's more than that. Right. I feel like it's, like, generous. So the folklore of the folk monster Ooh. became so popular in the 1970s and the story of Bobby Ford's encounter was turned into a like a movie, ooh, a like documentary style horror movie, and it was named The Legend of Boggy Creek. Ooh, we should watch that. We should. Think it's any good, or do you think it's like really bad? I don't know. It grossed over twenty two million dollars. <clears throat> We've always been fascinated with the 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 unknown, right? And it was this. Like, it was the seventh highest grossing movie that year. So Wow. Yeah, it did really well. I don't know if it was good or bad, but all of the movie was, well, most of the movie was shot on location in Folk. Okay. And Texarkana. Okay. Also, I will note that they did make two other movies associated with this. Okay. There was a return to Boggy Creek and also... Uh, legend of boggy creek interesting yeah i don't know there was also i think another one that was the barbaric beast of boggy boggy creek okay so whatever interesting Uh, yeah there was a lot around this creature and monster yeah sightings of the folk monster has been pretty sporadic since 1970s okay in 91 the creature was reported seen jumping from a bridge and also in 97 and 98, there was a combined 40 reported sightings of the creature. Okay. 
A majority of the folk monster researchers believe that the creature may actually be the misidentification of the known cryptid Bigfoot. 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 Say what? Ah, Bigfoot's wild. Did you ever watch Harry and the Hendersons? Yeah. I Henry did. and the Hendersons? Whatever. I know what you're talking about. I don't remember. I loved that movie. I did too. Bigfoot's fun, but I would also be terrified if I ever saw Bigfoot in right. my life. Oh, 100%. Get away from me. <laughs> I kick you. I, I uh, punch I, you. I either kick you seven foot, 250 man, or I kick you seven foot, <laughs> 800 pound man. I kick. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of arguments against the Bigfoot theory. Okay. Most of it was surrounding that the folk monster only had three toes. They're really focused on the amount of toes on this really? monster. Yes. <laughs> and Bigfoot's tracks have five toes. Yeah. Historically. There was a theory, though. Okay. That explains the issue of the toes. <laughs> okay. They were cut off. Well, it says that the folk monster might in fact be Bigfoot because the creatures he was migrating through and the routes he was taking, it could have been cut off. Okay. He had an accident. He had a little whoopsie daisies. They also talk about how science has proven that one of the first things to happen in an inbreeding population <laughs> is the deformation mutilation of fingers and toes. And Throughout the years, the Bigfoot population. They, like, have kids with their sister. Yeah, and so that's how they lost two toes. I don't know. Interesting. I mean, that's a bit of a stretch to me, but, like, having them, like, act, like having an accident in the wilderness, like, that seems more right. reasonable. And like you said, I mean, if they're venturing all around, yeah, there's probably going to be frostbite, even though you are hairy, yeah. like, to keep yourself warm, yeah. but extremities get cold very quickly. Other researchers have also noted similarities between the folk monster and the Honey Island swamp monster reported to live in the swamps of Louisiana. Oh. And so Arkansas shares its border with Louisiana, and the folk is located very close to the southwest border of the two states. Okay. And tracks of the Honey Island Swamp Monster generally display the same three-toed configuration as the folk monster tracks. Okay. So it might be a swamp monster. Swamp monster. He's vacationing in Texarkana. Maybe. In folk. Maybe Louisiana gets a little too warm and he just ventures up north. All that hair. I mean, I get it. Mm-hmm. He would be a frizzball. There's a large number of researchers that believe that Bigfoot is a migratory animal. So okay. it's not hard to be- imagine that a population of Bigfoot cut off from like the bigger population of them mm-hmm. would still be in the area. Maybe he got lost and he lost his friends. Maybe he did. It's not hard to imagine, though, with like Louisiana and Arkansas being so close to one another mm-hmm. that it could be maybe Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. It could travel. Right. Or, yeah, these two creatures could be the same thing. Yeah. So overall, there's a monster. In folk. Who's venturing around, who grabbed a man in the 70s. Yeah. And that was the only time that I could re- find that this monster actually made contact with, you know, a person and actually harmed them. 
Okay. And that was Mr. Ford, right? After mm-hmm. he was chasing him and shooting at him. Right. And trying to grab <sighs> Mrs. Ford through the screen door. Which is absolutely terrifying. Right. I'm just sleeping, bro. Leave me alone. Right. Like, Don't I, touch am, me. I am taking my afternoon nap. Right. You Absolutely leave not. me be. Absolutely. I would have murdered him right there. You woke me up? Absolutely not. Well, and they tried to. And apparently. Apparently can't. Apparently can't. Got like thick skin like a rhinoceros. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if bullets didn't pierce it, he must have had this thick skin. Very true. Thank you for listening to this episode of Unsolved America. Head on over to Facebook and Instagram and follow us at Unsolved America MVP. And be sure to subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast platform. If you need to contact us, please email unsolvedamericamvp at gmail.com and we'll talk to you next week. This has been an MVP podcast. My Village Productions.